Hey everyone, if you know me, you know that I've been investing in precious metals for many, many years. Once I realized that private banking cartels could drastically manipulate currencies, putting my family savings in jeopardy, I decided to take matters into my own hand and diversify our savings strategy. This is why I buy physical silver and gold and invest in metals through our Roth and 401k. And I only invest with Colonial Metals Group. CMG is the exclusive sponsor of The Shannon Joy Show, and they're helping me set up a safe and secure self-directed IRA where I have access to my assets no matter what the stock market or, for that matter, the government is doing. Let the team of experts at Colonial help you protect your family's future with an extra special offer just for the SJ audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver just for the SJ audience. Join me today and take back your power. Secure your wealth with Colonial Metals Group. Hello world, welcome to the Shannon Joy Show. Hello, world, and welcome to The Shannon Joy Show. We're broadcasting from the Joy Virtual Studio right here in the beautiful Finger Lakes region of New York State. It is Thursday, post-debate day coverage, post-Trump-Tucker discourse on Twitter coverage. On the show today, we have Owen Stevens, who is producing the show. Hello, Owens. How are you? I am great, Shannon. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm loving your weekly news recaps. So you're doing three of those a week. Yeah, you're populating them on your Rumble channel, but you're also uh, on my Rumble channel as well. So people yeah. are getting kind of news of the day, and it's fantastic. Are you enjoying it? Yeah. yeah. Did you see a couple of them? I saw I saw one from last week, and they they yeah. look really great. They look They're you know funny. It's just, yeah. yeah. Like what I'm doing is I'm doing like a format and we'll do like a funny clip of the day. I even read a Bible verse and I do a prayer every single I love show. It. That's the way I start. We start off in truth. And yeah. I showed this hilarious clip last time. I'll just mention it. It was the funniest news story I've ever seen out of Boston, Massachusetts, where there was this children's slide that was very unsafe. And a police officer was called to check it out. So the police officer goes up to the top. He slides down the slide like 200 miles an hour and it shoots him <laughs> out. And it was, it was one of the funniest clips I've ever seen. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that we're doing. We're doing fun, lighthearted stuff mm-hmm. just because we, I don't always want to focus on the negative, horrible, devastating wildfires, killing people, trafficked children. Well, it, point, listen, yeah. Lot. And that's, that's not always the truth either. Uh, people have a reality of life that they live every day. And, and very often it doesn't mirror the reality of what you're seeing on yeah. mainstream news media, if it bleeds, it leads, doomsday, doom casting. I mean, right. that is a very real strategy to put people in a space of fear and constant anxiety. And while there are big, scary things out there that we need to cover, there's also life and Funny. truth. 
Yeah. And funny things. Funny things. To me, yeah. that's like the most entertaining thing ever is to mm. just laugh at people. And that's that's what I find funny. So yeah. if you want to tune into that, you guys can see that. It's the uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday weekly news recap on my Rumble as well as Shannon's. It's a lot yep. of fun. We really appreciate you doing that for us, guys. We have a jam-packed show today. We are going to do a full, a good old-fashioned post-debate show where we look at all the different angles, all of the different viewpoints. As you all know, last night, Fox Business hosted the presidential uh, debate for the nomination for the Republican Party's candidate to run for president in 2024. And the biggest elephant in the room. There were two huge elephants in the room, but the biggest was was the absence of the so-called front runner in the Republican primary, and that would be Donald Trump. He was busy hiding behind Tucker Carlson's apron over on Twitter, doing a lame pre-recorded, couldn't even do a live broadcast on Twitter, a pre-recorded broadcast on Twitter, full of softballs. And we'll get to that in a minute. I didn't even watch that interview. I've seen a couple clips. I've seen some analysis. Um, Owen, you did um, watch the the interview between Tucker and Trump. I don't even really need to. On Honest right. to God, Tucker did Trump a huge favor by covering for him. They really tried to take the wind out of the sails of the GOP primary, per, per, you know, predominantly Ron DeSantis. They want yeah. to pretend as if the primary is over. Trump is a fait accompli. He's going to be the nominee. And, you know, nobody watched Fox business in this debate. It seemed to me in the battle of the DeSantis debate versus Tucker Trump, D2 versus T2, right, um, that that both were very well um, re- re- well, both were very heavily watched. So I don't think I haven't seen any numbers showing I me. Mean, I think the numbers for for Tucker and Trump were pretty big. But remember, Fox Business and Fox News, they reach Republican primary voters. Twitter is not necessarily the venue to to reach the people who are actually going to go to the polls, who are going to show up in Iowa or New Hampshire and pull levers for their pick for the Republican candidate. So it was a big risk that Donald Trump took in skipping this debate. And I think it was a big mistake as we, you know, you know, filter through all of the responses. Uh, people don't like when candidates don't show up for debates and they don't like when candidates assume that they're going to just get your vote, you know, and not have to work for it. And so I think, you know, New York Post is declaring DeSantis the winner of the debate. We're going to get into all the angles on this and and what we saw. But let's start with, before we get to the debate, let's go with your analysis. You watched the Trump-Tucker interview in full. Um, Are my hunches correct that it was much ado about nothing, softball after softball? This is just what I'm guessing, right? I I almost I feel like I don't even need to watch it. Um, I'm assuming there was no pressing on Operation Warp Speed. There was no coverage about COVID-19 lockdowns or distancing or masking or the destruction of the economy. My assumption is it was basically an audience handed over to Trump on a silver platter while, you know, Tucker stroked his silky locks, right? I mean, I don't don't imagine it was anything other than that. So I have, uh, so I, I don't necessarily think that it was a loss for Trump or a mistake. Now, this is where I think I might differ from a lot of people. I hate the way that the traditional GOP 
debates are. Our presidential candidates, the people to lead our country, are given 30 seconds to answer policy questions that should take two hours to have a complex conversation on where the American people can look to actually understand, see, and learn what their candidate thinks and not just a 30-second talking head like bobble. We're going to go on that. We're going to go over the GOP debate because I have a whole list of itemized issues with these debates. So um, with the coming Trump away, thing. coming away from them, I would say the thing that stood out the most to me is the fakeness and the sameness of all of it. Right. Scripted, fake, bought by pharma, omitting the most important topics of the day. And I want to discuss that, but I first want right. to get your thoughts on the, the Tucker Trump interview, because I didn't mm. watch that. And what was the substance of that? I'm assuming it was much uh, ado about nothing more fakeness. What did you see in that, in that interview? It was a lot of Trump focused on China. He focused yep. on, um, there were, there were questions about Jeffrey Epstein, there was a, it seemed as if it was just a chance for Trump to let loose and discuss and talk about Biden. I think he directed most of his political conversation directive towards Joe Biden, towards this guy who's walking on toothpicks, walking on eggshells. It almost sounded like Trump was tweeting, but it was coming out of his mouth. So that's kind of what the mm-hmm. interview was. It was not ever going to be about Trump's failures. It wasn't ever going to be that. Um, this was, in terms of numbers, it's unbelievable how many people watched um this it's up, upwards there like over 100 million views on twitter remember tucker carlson is being supported by elon musk and the twitter algorithm so when you know these numbers are clearly going to be very good the question is are they real are they bots are right. they trolls are they are they uh, part of a favorable algorithm? Uh, the people who watched the interview between uh, Tucker and Trump mentioned that Trump seemed tired. He seemed very older. tired. Yes, he see it didn't. He did not have the bravado and the the zest for life that we saw in 2015. But it is clear you, what you mentioned in the the focus on Biden. Trump's team and their strategy now is to assume that it's the assumptive win. They are now going to pull themselves out of the fray, they think, which is the GOP primary, and go directly against Biden. I think that's a huge mistake. And the reason I think it's a mistake, I'm going to look at a recent Ipsos Washington Post poll that just came out. Remember, the IG polls, so are, it's inter, I'm sorry, IA polls, interactive uh, news polls have been coming out showing this this random number that Trump is ahead. He leads DeSantis by 60 points. The primary is over. The debate is unnecessary. Trump is now going to move on to Biden because he is going to run away with this. And we've seen these polls trotted out for four weeks. We now know that $20 million was spent, dumped in the past four weeks to go after Ron DeSantis exclusively. So if you want to know where the threat is, look where MAGA and Team Trump are spending their money. So they've gone after DeSantis relentlessly. They're trying to knock him out, uh, just a knockdown drag out and to move Trump forward. Here's the problem. Here's the big problem. This poll, Ipsos Washington Post, shows a share of GOP primary voters who are considering voting for each candidate. It's much more narrow, and it's going into the actual primary. Trump, 65%. DeSantis, 52%. Okay? Pence, 27%. Scott, 25%. Haley, 25%. 
Ramaswamy, 23%. DeSantis is right in this among the people who actually matter, registered Republicans who plan on voting in Republican primaries in 2024. So this idea that Trump is going to listen to his advisors and that they're just going to accept that this uh, candidate, this primary is over is insane. Mm -hmm. It's it's smoke and mirrors. It's fluff. Net, Net favorability. Trump is plus 33. DeSantis is plus 33, tied among Republican likely voters in Republican primaries, registered Republicans. Again, I'm going to go back to that $20 million number that was dumped on DeSantis and all of the, the bots and the trolls released onto Twitter to make people believe that this is over. I'm going to go back to the independent media outlets outside of Fox News and outside of the Twitter algorithm that are pushing out really good reporting. Many of them ex-Trump supporters like Viv, or like um, um, we have Pedro Gonzalez and uh, Tommy Lahren and Jenna Ellis and Katrina Pearson, Steve Dace, Daniel Horowitz, Jordan Schachtel, uh, Justin Hart, Jeffrey Tucker. These people have massive followings and they see through all of these smoke, the all of the smoke and mirrors. So I would say going on Tucker, taking the softballs, looking weak as you're taking the softballs, old and tired. He's not even dyeing his hair anymore. So the signature orange color is gone. But, you know, I hear is, uh, I, in my opinion, a huge mistake. I think it's interesting. They were talking about Jeffrey Epstein, though, and, you yep. know, keep, keeping that going. So yeah, Trump even said that he thought he committed suicide. And it was a softball there from Trump where he didn't actually answer. I, I, I heard something in it put that Trump had a chance to you know, hit some grand slams and lambast some big points, but didn't do it. And he looked tired. My wife even went to see him at a turning point conference. And she told me that he looked tired there too. I understand that as he has however many like tens of indictments against him right now. And he's actually checking into Georgia right now to be arraigned. He will have a mugshot taken. All of that's going on. We just got the news out that Rudy Giuliani just had his mugshot taken. So there's yep. all this. I don't blame them, blame him for being tired, for being worn out. This would wear out anybody the way that yeah. they're attacking him. It's it's really it's a sh- it's shocking to see how even the lawyers have been indicted. Yes. And it seems as if the Sixth Amendment doesn't even matter anymore. And somebody's right to counsel. This is a very serious issue. And I take it very seriously. And Vivek Ramaswamy made a good point. When he said that we shouldn't be weaponizing politics against other, you know, other people running, he made a very yeah. good point and even promised that if he was president, he would pardon Donald Trump. Very interesting and weird stuff from Vivek and overall just a very weird night. It, a very weird night. Again, the takeaway for me, I was struck by the fakeness and the sameness of all of it. Everything seems fake. Everything seems scripted, both the debate and the discussion between Trump and Tucker, and everything is the same. It's as if 2015 called and they want their talking points and their issue items back, right? It is the same. It is foreign wars, the border, education, crippling taxes, government overreach and spending. It's the same talking points. It's as if COVID-19 lockdown fascism never happened. It is as if the 1.5 million reports of death and injury in the VAERS reporting system, the broken bodies from the rollout of these toxic, deadly jabs never happened. It's as if people elderly and sick were not 
massacred in hospitals and nursing homes in 2020 away from their loved ones. The most torturous way to die alone and afraid, isolated in a hospital room or a nursing home. It's as if this tragedy never happened. And that is the mission. I would invite everyone to look at this primary process and the political process over the next, you know, 12 to 18 months with fresh eyes and look for what doesn't make sense. None of it makes sense, right? None of it is the truth. I said on the Steve Day show a few months ago that, that the, um, that in terms of cutting through, the narrative, right? The the commodity is going to be truth and authenticity. So a candidate, this is why RFK Jr. is doing so well. In fact, a new poll out of New Hampshire shows RFK closing in on Biden very closely. I, I believe there's a, only, you know, a, a 12 or 13 percent difference in the very important state of New Hampshire for that primary. Um, RFK Jr. comes across as authentic. He doesn't have the talking points. He doesn't have the, you know, the, the, you know, consultant approved one-liners. And this is the only area where DeSantis, in my opinion, fell down. I would not have listened to his consultants. He was very scripted yesterday. Yeah, it was not good. Well, he knew what he was going into. I thought, he handled it perfectly. It was it was a uh, it was a snake's nest. It, everyone was there. They were out to destroy him. There's no win scenario for DeSantis other than go than in than to go in, grin and bear it. Listen, the debates aren't real. They are sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah, the moderators are out to get him and destroy him. Every person on that stage is there to take him out. There's no win there for Ron DeSantis. And so I would have consulted him probably the, to do the same thing. The interviews afterward is where you got an authentic Ron DeSantis when yes. he's on the ground in Iowa, when he's on the ground in New Hampshire, when he's campaigning, when he's talking to people in friendlier venues, then you will get a real authentic Ron DeSantis. But there is no win scenario there for him. None whatsoever going into it. That was what I took away. Thanks for listening to The Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. As you all know, the Joy family is super sporty. We all play volleyball. The kids are playing beach volleyball in the summer, high school volleyball in the fall. And right now we are traveling across the country almost every weekend, different city every weekend, playing club volleyball. And uh, the kids need good nutrition. Very difficult to be healthy on the road. Sometimes they're playing, you know, up to five games a day, 10 games in a weekend, and they need the vitamins and minerals. They need the nutrition. And I'm so thrilled to partner up with Field of Greens so that they can get all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the nutrition that they need to supplement their regular diet and keep them full of energy and healthy on the court. Also, healing after these long tournaments is really important. And the product line over at Field of Greens is fantastic. It is an easy way to make sure that your family is getting the nutrients that they need all natural every single day. Go to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And plug in the promo code SHANNON. You can check out their whole lineup of products. And if you put in that promo code SHANNON, you'll get 
15% off your order. So we're super excited to partner up with them and looking forward to a super healthy, super healthy 2023. Yeah, I think that this is really what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a conservative media where personality is is the shining star your it's not necessarily your record if record was all it took to elevate a politician now trump would not have been elected right, right? vivek it's would a not business. be up there it's, it's a it's business all about personality and unfortunately Money. ron desantis does not have the personality like a vivek ramaswamy ramaswamy outshined him in terms Ooh, of his personality see i, I thought, thought totally i thought ramaswamy was so fake and maybe it's because I'm so shrewd and I've been doing this for so long and I cannot believe that people fall for it. But like these and the this and the one liners and copying the Barack Obama's and whole thing. I understand that. It, it's, but to the me, crowd was behind. Not that the crowd the matters. The crowd's not real. It doesn't. See, this real. is it's what I'm trying real. to tell people. Everything about that debate was scripted. They put audience people in that venue right. to cheer for the people they're supposed to cheer for. It's fake. It's scripted. And what I'm looking for in this primary process is when candidates are able to disrupt what the script is meant to be. And I think that Ron DeSantis achieved that last night by holding back and maintaining his stature and looking presidential. That is why the New York Post has declared him the winner of the debate. Amazingly, because Weirdly. I agree with you. It was a lack, it was not Ron DeSantis in his authenticity. It was, it was very scripted, but I think that's what they meant to do. And I think it worked. When we come back, we're going to continue this discussion with Owen Stevens. We're going to look at feedback from Jeffrey Tucker, Daniel Horowitz, and we're going to talk about the fakeness of these debates. This is a, you know, when you watch these debates, you can't watch them as something authentic and real happening. The, the you know, when Chris Christie sat on top of Vivek and took him down, right? And they were going back and forth, right? And, and Vivek told him to give him a hug. I, none of that's real. Yeah. None of that's real. It is designed, I think that the purpose was to make, to give Vivek the opportunity to go up against the mean old white guys who are ruining the GOP, <clears throat> right? They're the definition of, of rhino Republicans. And now you have this young, strapping young man who's going to go up against them and it all plays so well. That's what they want people to come away with. But I think, you know, DeSantis holding back, it made them look smaller, made him look bigger. And at the end of the day, he's the only guy with a record. So when we come back, we will discuss a little bit more of this tonight on the Shannon Joy Show. <clears throat> Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show. Before we get into it, I'm going to give you some independent uh, thinkers, writers, a lot of them have sub stacks and they are on Twitter that are, are doing some pretty good investigative reporting and analysis on the 2023 um, electoral campaign. And Jordan Schachtel is excellent. We like Jeffrey Tucker, Justin Hart, Scott, uh, Scott Moreland over at Town Hall. I mentioned Pedro Gonzalez. I'm going to read some of his feedback about the big mistake that was Trump skipping the debate and going on Tucker Carlson. Tracy Beans is actually as excellent. Uh, Jenna Ellis, Katrina Pearson, 
Steve Dace, Daniel Horowitz, obviously there's some good reporting on the blaze, but these are independents. So they're going to be outside of what you're going to see on Daily Wire and Fox News, which again is completely scripted, in my opinion. In my opinion, I think that people are put on the stage in order to serve a purpose. And I think that's what they tried to do yesterday, but it got a little bit out of control. And I think that that DeSantis did disrupt what the narrative was supposed to be coming out of last night. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But this is um, this is a takeaway from Pedro Gonzalez on on Trump's decision to pull himself out of the primary and assume that he's the candidate. Um, and he and he comments on this this Ipsos Washington Post poll showing that DeSantis is within striking distance. I mean, and this is a this is the best poll we have out of it's GOP primary voters who are considering voting for each candidate. A lot of the other polls that you're seeing coming out of MAGA and Team Trump are just generic polls sent out to maybe not even registered Republicans. But um, this is the type of poll that is going to give you the best idea of what is going to go down in the primaries come 2024. And this is according to Pedro. Um, Trump is far more vulnerable than the MAGA industrial complex would care to publicly admit. It does explain their desperation to control the narrative around this debate that Trump isn't even attending. Um, they're also recruiting members of Congress. So, so Marjorie Taylor Greene went out with those ridiculous lame bingo cards that had all types of ad hominem attacks, ridiculous attacks um, lobbed at Ron DeSantis, mocking his ears and mocking his appearance and just really like low level, 100 level nursery school nastiness that is beneath the office of a congressperson, in my opinion. And, you know, to me, that just exposed Marjorie Taylor Greene. I never, I always had a bad taste in my mouth about her, um, but she really is just a yelping, yapping mouthpiece for Trump. And she doesn't have to be, right? She can be a supporter of Trump without going into the mud, and going after and, and taking this to an ad hominem level with Ron DeSantis, right? She could be hard on Ron DeSantis in, in terms of policy and maybe some of the things that he's done as governor. But this was just low level, okay? But um, they recruited members of Congress to go to the debate and try to disrupt things and go after Ron DeSantis. It's really, really insane. In addition, Trump, it was... Um, Trump was, there is also uh, a report in the AP, I believe, that Trump was sitting down and talking to members of mainstream media. So Dana Bash and, and figureheads from ABC, NBC, CBS, all of the network, the network news, you know, sitting down with Trump and what, sharing talking points, copy points. So you have this strange thing where it's MAGA Inc., it's conservative Inc., the RNC, left-wing news media, and right-wing news media, Fox News, right, who didn't hammer Trump about not showing up to their own debate, all colluding to set the table for a Trump nomination. They all want it, which is when you think of the scope of what someone like DeSantis is up against, that's, that's pretty insane to consider, that they're all on the same side on this. Um, so I think that that you know you, we have to take everything we see moving forward with a grain of salt. Right? Your thoughts Owen. 
Thanks for listening to The Shannon Joy Show. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I am so psyched to be working with the folks over at Colonial Metals Group. You guys know that I am all about personal empowerment, never living in fear or waiting for some politician to save you. Being at the whim of the stock market or the current administration does not make me feel safe or secure, but having a self-directed IRA where I can safely store physical gold and silver assets that have stood the test of time makes a lot of sense to me. Let the team of experts at CMG help you protect your family's future. Maybe you're just getting started. Maybe you're already in a 401k or an IRA, or maybe you're thinking about your parents' retirement. Regardless of your situation, Colonial Metals Group can help. We put together a special offer for this audience. Click on the link in the description below or call 888-705-0950. That's 888-705-0950 and you'll be eligible to receive a free safe and up to $10,000 in free silver. Don't sit around waiting for a politician to save you. Save yourself, protect your wealth, and call Colonial Metals Group today. Yeah. So for me, you know, the, the, the news right now is I, I think that having this debate, having Trump and Tucker before the day before Trump is going to surrender and be arrested and have yeah. a mugshot taken. Right. It's a very inconvenient time for him. It's been a lot of, you know, it's just the news cycle, just and the indictments and everything that's going on right now. I don't think Trump was in his best mode. I, I don't think he looked his best. And I think that's probably a result of the circumstances and, you know, what's going on in his life. This he's a person. And I understand that. Um, for me, I think that DeSantis lost. I don't actually think that he came out looking bigger. I thought he actually will, withered like a dying flower up there. I yeah. thought that Vivek's energy was, even if it's fake, no it's, surprise. It's, even if it's fake, I don't, I'm not saying it's real, but the energy that Vivek had, that's why the news is you know, Vivek outshines, takes center stage. There was an awkward moment where they asked the question, what a weird question to ask, basically asking that when Donald Trump is nominated, are you going to support him? That's kind of the question, assuming Trump, you know, is is a shoe in. And I understand well, that because well. remember, Vivek exists. And I want to draw people. I reposted this yesterday. Vivek exists. The whole point of Vivek, that's why he was plucked out of obscurity, handed a $31 million contract from the federal government to his tech company just six or seven months ago, right? This guy took $80,000 or I no, not $80,000, a, a large scholarship from the uh, Paul Soros Foundation, son of George Soros, okay? He is he is such an establishment. It's so obvious to me that he's completely fake. And so I pulled up my interview with Vivek from a few months ago, uh, really running or running cover for Trump. And um, I pulled that up for people to watch yesterday. And it's it's actually picking up again because, because you know, Vivek, I can't believe that people don't see through this. Like, He's yeah. meant to pave the way for the Trump nomination and distract away from the real threat, which is DeSantis. But 
seeing how tired Trump is and the legal fees that are mounting. Remember, there's a desperation to MAGA right now and Team Trump. They are buried in legal fees. He's being indicted in four states, some 91 counts. Okay. And Georgia is the worst of them. So there's a likelihood that he's going to go to prison. He is battling. I mean, the idea that this guy can also run a presidential campaign and win a presidential campaign, I think is insane. But there is a desperation to clear DeSantis off the field because despite Vivek's sparkling personality and his snappy one-liners and right. the, you know, the hands and everything, he doesn't have a team on the ground. He doesn't have a ground game. He's not really raising any money and he's not a viable alternative at this point to be a candidate. However, if they can't get rid of DeSantis and it appears the win for DeSantis here is that he that he's still in the game. Right. I agree with you that the strategy was lackluster. He was this is not a place where DeSantis will thrive. This is not a place where he will shine, but it doesn't matter. The place where he thrives and shines is on the ground game and getting elected, going to the state in the primary states and in the policy. Yeah. So all he has to do is suffer through these debates and not come off looking like a complete idiot. And he did it. I mean, the yeah. the answers were canned. I agree with you. They were this was not a shining moment for him, but he's still in it. And this is a huge disaster for MAGA because he's sucking up donor dollars. There's a rumor, a major, major donor out of Florida and Texas is pulling out of Trump and they're withholding their money from MAGA right now. And it is because he's not going to the debates. He's not really showing up in Iowa. He doesn't have a ground game. When he has a, a softball pre-recorded interview with Tucker Carlson, he can't even come off as looking strong and uh, you know authoritative. He's looking weaker and weaker and weaker. And every day that passes that DeSantis is in this race, sucking up the donor dollars is worse for Trump. So to your point, is Vivek really running? He probably wasn't Four, month, four months ago, three months ago. But as Trump recedes, they're going to need the next new controlled candidate that is going to be pushed through the process and will act as a puppet for the deep state when we go into 2024 and beyond. And that person could very well be Vivek, right? So that's where it gets kind of interesting. It's because, very weird. You, well, you got to know because, his history and understand that he's a big pharma executive who has oh. a contract right now in partnership with Pfizer. Yep. Pfizer and Royvant Sciences, who is, which is his company, are developing a drug together. So that's- Evec is the worst. He is the worst. And he actually texted me, or it was from his cell phone. So it was one of his people a few weeks ago when I resurrected that uh, interview that I did, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy really running or running for cover. And there are clips of it now making their way across Twitter. So yeah. you guys should watch it because um, I don't do easy interviews, right, with, with politicians. This is why politicians do not come into this venue. Mm -hmm. And just so that you all know, I am working on RFK Jr., talking to his people, and I'm working on Ron DeSantis talking to his people as well. And I plan on interviewing both of them. And I can assure you, they won't be easy interviews. They'll be fair, but they'll be tough interviews because, because these people are asking for power. They're asking for votes. They're asking for you guys to support them and they should answer tough questions. So I'll always yes. be fair. I was fair to Vivek as well, but it was a tough interview, okay? And that was one of the reasons I really didn't think he was running. Cause I'm like real politicians do not come into this venue. <laughs> like no one, I like, I can't get interviews with people 
who are elected officials, I think, because they're afraid of the questions that I'll ask and or they prefer to have a controlled venue. Um, but, you know, he they, you know, someone from it was his cell phone um, because that's how we set up the interview. But they texted me very angry with me uh, that I was being so mean to Vivac. Why are you? Why are you? You know, hitting Vivac? That's not nice of you. And I'm but like, because we're we're journalists and yeah. we're not bought, and because that's right. what we do. Right. This isn't romper room. Okay. <laughs> this is politics, and this dude wants to be president of the United States of America. So if he's you know too afraid or if it hurts oh his gosh. feelings that yeah. I'm exposing him, and yeah. that's what we did in that interview, and we will do as 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 Ramaswamy. He did capture, I think, a certain element. Probably not the element that votes, <laughs> right? And and not the older element. Um, people are always obsessed with kind of the young youth and energy. And I'll tell you right now, young people never vote. They just don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like an Obama, but yes. a Republican Obama type. And that's that works actually. Yeah. Now I think that Vivek is not a real, not a real candidate, not a real choice. I think that, yes, I do believe that the biggest threat to Trump is DeSantis. But that that guy is brilliant. And you, you you can't I can't deny that that is he's a brilliant dude. And, you know, when you hear him talk like that and he says all the right things, but I'm wary and I'm, I'm beware of the candidates that say all of the right things. OK, yeah. because it, it it does not reflect if you look back at, you know, uh, Vivek a couple months ago, you hear him talk about masking and you say he there's a tweet out actually from Vivek that says masking equals personal responsibility. Oh, so yeah. that's what Vivek actually thinks. And he is a lockdowner. Him, he is a force right. jabber. He is a big pharma shill. He is a big tech shill. He is a flip flopper. He will say anything in any venue to any person. And, you know, so the, the, he's a complete fraud, in if, my opinion. If you've looked at his campaign posters, there's something in me, and I have this innate sense. Some people have those innate senses, Shannon. I know you're one of them. Mm -hmm. But you look at his posters and you almost say, is he mocking like 1776? Is he mocking like what it means to be an American? Like, is he mocking all of the things? Like, what is he actually saying? It doesn't seem like it's real. It seems like it's contrived out of nowhere and yeah. very weird and suspicious. Well, and the number one issue of the day wasn't mentioned. When we come back, we're going to talk about that elephant in the room. Once again, Fox News, Tucker Carlson, even though he left Fox News and the whole of mainstream media, the number one agenda item is to never mention COVID-19 lockdown, COVID-19 forced masking, forced vaccination, the destruction of the economy and the destruction of humanity. Thou shall not mention COVID-19 fascism. And that's the mission. It was so obvious when you watch that debate last night that was sponsored by Pfizer. If you watch the commercials in the body of the debate, right? Pharmaceutical after pharmaceutical. Even the stadium was named Pfizer, but it was spelled differently. I'm like, are they just messing with us now? We're in the that's Pfizer so stadium. Oh and I'm like, goodness. the Pfizer stadium? That's crazy. <laughs> you Pfizer sponsoring the venue? And then when you look closer closely, it's spelled in a weird way. I'm like, okay, this is just, I don't know. So we're going to get into all of that with more analysis. When we come back, I'm joined by Owen Stevens tonight, producing the show right here on the Shannon Joy Show.
Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy Show. Before we get to more analysis of the Trump-Tucker interview and the non-fake debate that Fox News tried to play off as a debate brought to you by Pfizer, uh, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Tomorrow, Friday, I will be speaking at the AFA quarterly meeting. It's uh, afha.health. Go to afha.health. I'll be speaking in North Chi Lai at Encounter Church. Big, big, big announcement about the speaker lineup for the Summit for Truth and Wellness. So I will I will announce that tomorrow at the meeting. And if you guys want information and to get tickets, it's afha.health. That's afha.health. They're Americans for Healthcare Alternatives. And the goal is um, a physical wellness center right here in Western New York to help people heal. And so that is why they exist. And that's why we're having the summit, summitfortruth.com. Go to summitfortruth.com. It's the Summit for Truth and Wellness. Mark your calendars for October 21st. It's a full day event. Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Naomi Wolf, Jeffrey Tucker, and two more that I'm not going to announce yet. You're going to have to come to the meeting tomorrow to find out. You guys are going to absolutely die when you find out who I have up my sleeve, who is coming to Rochester, New York. It is going to be such an amazing event. It's going to sell out. I'm telling you right now, get your tickets. Summitfortruth.com. Summitfortruth.com. There are two options. There is a Q&A session in the morning from 9 to 11 a.m., and then we have the full summit with the full speech speeches with all of the speakers. And that will be in the afternoon session after we break for lunch. It's going to be amazing. You guys are going to love it. And I am just so blessed to be able to do this. I just can't believe it. I also want to remind you all of a remnant of protesters and uh, rally goers. Every Monday, if you guys remember, we would go to Strong Memorial Hospital on Elmwood Avenue, and we would protest the horrific treatment of hospital workers and nurses and doctors who lost their jobs. They were fired um, for their medical status and their non-vaccination. And we protested outside of Strong Memorial Hospital for a full year, 52 straight weeks. It eventually culminated in the reversal of that decision, a huge win by Sujata Gibson and um, Children's Health Defense. And so now it is now illegal in the for all intents and purposes in New York New York state to discriminate against a healthcare worker based on their vaccine status their covid-19 vaccine status so we won that battle which is amazing um there's another battle i know that um chloe cole tweeted out um yesterday uh chloe cole chloe cole for those of you who don't know she is a uh transition she's a detransitioned uh transgender child so um, she was a girl. She transitioned mm. to boy based on, um, you know, health advice and manipulation of her parents and now has come to regret her decision and has mm. transitioned back to a girl. And she's one of the most eloquent spokesperson uh, spoke, uh, p- people out there speaking against transitioning young children. And she asked the question on Twitter, um, you know, Fox will ask a question about UFOs but they won't ask the question as to whether it's okay to transi- transition children in this country and whether that uh. practice should be banned. And uh, the reality is that even here in Rochester, New York, across the country, in hospitals, they are giving small children 
hormone therapies. They are, they are giving them uh, surgeries that are mutilating their bodies and yeah. transitioning young children uh, before they have, they have reached the age of consent. It's a barbaric multi-gazillion dollar yeah. industry. And sadly it's happening at Golisano children's hospital here in Rochester, New York. And so there have been uh, many of the the rally goers and the protesters at Strong, they've moved their operation just down the road at Elmwood Avenue, four to six every single Monday. They are there outside of Golisano Children's Hospital, wow. and they are bringing awareness to this, this terrible, terrible, terrible thing that is happening to children. And, you know, a lot of great things happen at children's hospitals. Children are saved, they're life-saving efforts, they're treating kids. Yeah. But because so many have been gripped by the madness that is gender-affirming care, it has now become something that is that is featured in hospitals across the country. So I want to invite you guys to go and find them. They're outside of, the, of that hospital, respectful, at a respectful distance, 4 to 6 p.m. every Monday, bringing awareness to what is happening and the barbarism that is happening. And so um, I want to give them credit for that. So every Monday, 4 to 6 p.m., you can find them. If you want access, uh, they they organize on on Facebook as well. Okay? I'll have to go to that. You know, I, I hear stuff like that. And I, I think that we talk about this issue like it's a political issue and it's something that the candidates should mention. But are we, do we really understand what we're talking about? We're talking about hospitals who are lying kids down on top of hospital beds and cutting off their genitals. This is what's exactly. happening in the United States of America. Do you understand this is when we actually think about what is occurring, it's shocking. It cannot yeah. be allowed to stand. This should be the number one issue focused yeah. on. They're in sterilizing any children. Debate. Yeah. These children will never have the ability to have children. A lot of them are making these decisions at, you know, eight, nine, 10 years old. They'll start the hormone treatments or the, Oof. you know, the puberty blockers. Uh, these have so lifelong implications. Once a young girl's voice changes and they they deepen her voice oh. with some of with the the puberty blockers, she will never ever regain her voice ever. It will it's be deep demonic. for the rest of her life. When you think yeah. about what is happening, so um, this is an issue people don't want to acknowledge, but it is. Being, I mean, we're seeing these these types of of practices being banned in state state legislators le legislatures are voting against so so one of the things one of the areas i want to go so let's get back to <clears throat> the fakeness let's talk yeah. about the the debate let's talk about the biggest elephant in the room owen and that was the omission of the single most important issue on the face of the planet and to ron DeSantis's credit the first moment that he had an opportunity to pin all of the problems, the societal, the economic, the inflation, the, you know, the, the, the depression, the anxiety, the, the trouble in education, all of it, he pinned on the policies of COVID-19 lockdown. And he said it, that was a disruptive moment. Those are moments that I, as an analyst look for in this process as I'm as I'm watching a very controlled, very scripted process play out with lots of money and all of the powers that be behind it, what I'm always looking for is that disruptive moment. I think we still need more. I think DeSantis's play here is going to be in what he does. And he needs to get aggressive in Florida about the COVID-19 vaccines. I think it would be smart for him 
to listen to the multiple counties who have declared the COVID-19 vaccines to be bioweapons and ban them in Florida. That would be a huge moment. He doesn't have to talk about it on a debate stage. He doesn't have to be, you know, quippy and smart on his feet and likable. I mean, Vivek with his big smile and smashing tennis balls shirtless Right. I mean, uh, it's I, I, that's all smoke and mirrors. All Ron DeSantis really has to do is the the discernible policy outcome. Um, but that was one of the moments where the fakeness he was able to kind of, you know, uh, move out of the fakeness. But this is what Jeffrey Tucker wrote about the the debate. And I would like to read it and get your thoughts. Jeffrey Tucker is the president of Brownstone. I'm going to try to have him in next week on the show. He's a regular here. Um, This is what he wrote. And I only differ with him on one item that I'll let you guys know. Last night was such a bad omen for the future, said Jeffrey Tucker. Because Fox News relies on pharma revenue, the entire event was a big sales pitch for more drugs. All the issues that matter were off the table. Yes, it was pure theater and pretend, says Jeffrey Tucker. Nothing about mass censorship, nothing about the wreckage of small business, the lockdown coup d'etat, compulsory mRNA shots, deep state power and corruption, political prisoners here and abroad, pharma, power, or anything else. No mention of the CDC, NIH, DHS, CIA, FBI, and the mass loss of trust in all of our institutions. As for the proxy war with Russia, which 90% of GOP voters oppose, Only Vivek, of all people, stood in rational opposition. And Jeffrey brings up a good point here. It makes no sense. It's insane. When you you poll Republican voters, okay, a whopping 70% of them in one of the most recent polls, and Jeffrey's saying 90 here, and another one, oppose the war in Ukraine. Yet every candidate, even uh, Ron DeSantis, was not good on this. He's got to get better on that one. On, on Ukraine, he was a little bit wobbly there. A brief discussion of learning loss raised the topic of school closures. That shouldn't even be a federal issue, says Jeffrey Tucker, right? See how they're trying to shift the window to what we can talk about, what we can talk about, what the issues are. Only once did the moderators mention lockdowns under Trump in a question to the super creepy Pence who pretended like he didn't hear it. And that was that, right? Remember that? Concerning DeSantis, he needs to... And I agree with him. Well, no, I DeSantis did the right thing. He says, concerning DeSantis, he needs to ignore his advisors and get a consistent and authentic message. He's brilliant and experienced. He can be himself. Again, remember what I said. Authenticity is going to be the commodity. This is going to be the difference maker between the winner and the loser, right? And uh, as for Vivek, and I agree with Jeffrey Tucker here, I had begun to believe he was in the race to run interference for Trump. But after watching a tired and broken Trump right? On Tucker, I'm wondering if Vivek might be eyeing the nomination himself and maybe he can get it. So that's what we were talking about uh, in the last segment. Regarding Tucker Carlson, it's disappointing to see him go the way of so many conventional journalists acquiescing to nerf ball questions in exchange for attention. He had a real opportunity to show how it's done, but he didn't do it. I think that was pretty astute observations for our, from our good friend, Jeffrey Tucker, your thoughts? Yeah, I tend to agree. And I think that when, saying that the future is bleak, I don't know. You know, I really don't know. I That's the one area that I disagree with him. I don't know. I, because I, I, w- I actually tend to think it's it's looking up. And, me too. 
this is just maybe my, you know, just being young and wanting to believe that the country that I grow up in, not because of what they do, but because of what I do, but because of what my family does, but because of what we are able to do in our community and in our church, that's why our our life's going to be good. That's why America is going to be strengthened and flourish. Not because of these losers. They're all losers. Even DeSantis, he's a nice guy. They're losers. They're running in a popularity contest. Yeah. Okay. That's what this is. They're fake. It even, it looks like they're just, it's just, it's not something. It's almost condescending. When I look up there and you hear their answers, 30 second talking point answers, it makes us sound like we're cattle to be herded in any direction. Yeah. Believing what they say. Oh, it is any, so distasteful. Which is I, why I agree when with I, you. in the beginning, I said a long form talk is much better than a short 30 second answer. If you sit a candidate down, you want to know if that candidate is going to be a good president. You want to at right. least hear him for two hours, right? He's going to be president for four years. Right. So right. 30 second interval thing. It needs to end. I think that the debate format needs to end. And well, Trump taking this step towards Tucker. I got to be honest. I like this step, not necessarily because it's Trump, but because I like removing political candidates from this 30 second interval answer thing that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but the Tucker thing was fake too. The Tucker thing was fake. It was contrived. It was supported by algorithms. And Tucker is part of the show. He's part of the razzle dazzle. He played his part. Remember, the the objective is to keep COVID-19 as an issue off the table. And so necessarily the objective must be get rid of Ron DeSantis because he is the only living executive authority that put, had any pushback whatsoever to COVID lockdowns and that destruction and also the vaccines. So you have to remember everything that Elon does, everything that Tucker does, everything that Fox News does, everything that is that you're going to see on most of the mainstream news media outlets and Con Inc. is going to be oriented to that goal. And that is because pharma has purchased, and not just pharma, big tech, big pharma, uh, likely the CIA, as revealed by Dr. Robert Malone in my two-hour interview with him wow. last week, and RFK. RFK Jr. is talking about the regulatory capture, um, the ubiquitous nature of the CIA, how many CIA agents are placed throughout media. Okay, so this is what you guys have to remember, that that what Tucker and Trump did is a script. Yeah, it is because Trump is supposed to be the nominee because Trump will lock us down again. He said he would. He said that his policies worked. He saved hundreds of thousands of lives. He has no regrets. So when he gets into office, if he gets into office, he will do the same thing. That's the mission for the next 18 months. Our goal is to disrupt this as much as possible. That is the goal of independent media. That is the goal of my show to break out in truth and break out in authenticity. And that's the only way. Jeffrey is is right about this. Last night was a bad omen, but only for the traditional electoral process. There are ways to revolt outside of this completely controlled election system. Mm. Two controlled parties two sides of the same coin, both in a power sharing arrangement that they swap every four to eight years, yet the policies remain the same. The bills remain the same. So he's right. That is crumbling. And it is a bad sign. 
But you know what else is happening? Americans aren't getting vaccinated. Americans are investing in gold and silver. Americans are investing in real estate. They're saving their money. They're becoming conscientious consumers. Americans are bankrupting Bud Light and they're bankrupting Disney and they're voting every single day with their behaviors and with their dollars. And there are enough of us now to make a serious dent. They still have the majority of the of the microphones and the broadcasts and the platforms. But the message is so fake mm-hmm. and has gotten so fake that is it, it's forcing more and more people to wake up, right? Yeah. And I, I agree. What I mean is, and also, you know, thank goodness for podcasts, because even a guy like RFK Jr. can go on Jordan Peterson's show for one thing and answer really, really complex questions. And you get to oh, see. Yeah. He'll speak for candidates. hours. He is. Let's talk about him, because I think that it's weird. I might even be voting Democrat. If that guy gets yes. as if he gets the nomination, which I hope he does. It's not about the Democrat. It's not about the label. There's other things that I don't agree with him on. He's pro-choice and pro-affirmative action, but those aren't his issues. He doesn't even, he's not running on that. Yeah. And I love what he says about the vaccine. The fact that he has openly on very popular platforms, including Joe Rogan. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's spoken out against vaccines in a big way. Unlike any other candidate, I don't think DeSantis has spoken out against vaccines. No, no. This level. He even I don't know who I would vote for. I I think it'd be a huge win. If our choices are Ron DeSantis versus RFK Jr., that is a huge Overton window shift. That is a massive, massive shift in electoral politics in this country. Who's your choice between DeSantis and RFK? I don't know. I'd have, well, I have to. I'd have to get both their butts in the Joy Virtual Studio, yeah, <laughs> and uh, drill them with some questions so that we can figure out, you know. But yeah. here's the thing: that in and of itself would be an, an indication the the American population has has awoken from their slumber and from this kind of mind controlled fake political process. That being said, guys, Ron DeSantis is not Jesus Christ, and neither is RFK Jr. <laughs> They are not our saviors. Okay. (laughs) So you, you, this is why I tend to spend about three shows a week on things that matter and maybe one or two shows on, on politics in the election because, because these things matter, but not that much. And so they shouldn't consume you. They shouldn't be all you think about for the next 18 months. Um, the, the, what is going to change things is going to be localism and that is resistance against global policies at the local level. You meet them and you fight them on the ground when they're trying to implement whatever it is that they're trying to implement, whether it's 15 minute cities or smart cities or controls on, uh, you know, carbon controls on how how people use appliances or emissions standards in your town or village. That's where you organize and you fight them there. Okay, that's where localism and where where people can engage in this. Every single day, 365 days a year, you make civics a lifestyle. That's what I have deci- I've decided yeah. to do um, for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life, I will be organizing with people locally to do things, to oppose this or oppose that. And we'll continue to grow our groups and strengthen our groups. And that's just what it means to be an American. Yep. Not heading, you know, and obsessing over some fellow who's going to be in the Oval Office who really can't save us. Now, would I love a Calvin Coolidge style dude to come in and just, just cut things? In fact, Ron DeSantis in an interview said he would cut government 50%. Calvin Coolidge did that. He went in and decimated the federal government, cut 
25% of the federal federal government apparatus when he was in office. Imagine it be like 85%. It uh-huh. would be amazing. Yeah. It would be amazing. It needs to be a lot. Um, so, so, you know, but yeah, RFK is it, junior is great. And that is where you're seeing when we talk about authenticity, which is going to be the commodity, right? Truth, truth will set you free. Be real. Um, he does it very well. DeSantis, not as well, but DeSantis has the advantage of actually doing things, right? Yeah. And DeSantis might learn. You know, that's the other yeah. thing. I think that the next time we see DeSantis in this type of situation, he's going to look better. Yeah. Um, he will have learned his lesson. He needs to be like really affirmative. Like he needs to just take positions strongly. Yeah. The way that Vivek was taking strong stances and not being apologetic. That's yeah. what he needs to do. He can't dance around. Now is yeah. the time for him to speak the truth. That's I, what we're after. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'm I'm going back and forth on wh- whether I would advise him of that. Just because these, these debates are so scripted. They're so contrived. They're so controlled. Well, then why do them? That... Well, I do them if they're he has to do them because he's not Trump yet. Right. Right. So he's got he's got to, you know, so the I I mean, I really it, as a strategy, it is like you get in there, you get out and you survive like you get in there. You you say your one liners and then just get the ha- heck out and then they do the interviews. If you notice his interview with Brett Baer was very good. He interviewed right. with with Sean Hannity and he comes across fantastic when he's in that one-on-one and it's not this like kind of gotcha situation where he's going into a a viper's nest full of like everyone coming after him. So I go back and forth. I I see what you're saying on that. Um, But I think, I think he did as well as, as could be expected. And I think when the dust settles, it is going to be established that he was the winner of that, of that debate. Um, Maybe between him and Vivek, but New York Mm -hmm. post has already declared it. So, um, and you know, they're, they're, they're pretty, you know, they're I, wrong. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to yeah, we're going to no. see. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shannon Joy show. If we look a little different in this segment, it's because my computer is possessed <laughs> and I have been having tech difficulties all week long. It goes berserker, Owen. I am clinging desperately to this like 13 year old Mac that I love and I don't want to get a new one. And I have this great tech guy who keeps it going, but I have a feeling I'm going to have to get a new computer. It just went berserker. The, the mouse goes crazy. All the screens shut down and flip up. And I just don't even know. So we're doing the last segment of the Shannon Joy show from my phone. So if it looks a little different, sounds a little different, just bear with us. Oh, and the show must go on no matter what, even if Always. the computer goes crazy. Oh yeah. And this is kind of like, this is how it would look if we were in the field, you know what I mean? Like in the field doing on the ground reporting with our phone, Facebook live. I kind of like that. It's kind of rugged. And I think it adds a nice extra yeah. layer to the show. So. Well, there we go. So just bear with us in the last segment. Um, I was going to talk about our our amazing sponsors, Augusta Precious Metals. Go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. We love them. I love their sales philosophy. I have done their one-on-one web conference, and I have also gotten the gold guide. And I am am ready to move into an IRA, gold and silver-backed IRA. I mentioned earlier in the show, right? 
Um, the electoral process is completely corrupted and it's fake. And it might not be around in the conceivable future, but that doesn't mean that people can't vote every day with their behaviors, with their dollars, and with their investment decisions. There is a reason that more and more Americans, and also the Chinese, and also the Soros people, and the Gates people, and everyone is dumping into precious metals, gold, and silver. It is because in times of political chaos, thousands of years of, of human history have proven that gold and silver maintain their worth. They always have, they always will. And in times like this, when there is political chaos, societal chaos, and nothing makes any sense, this is when the value of gold and silver even grows. And this is why so many people are, are transferring their retirement accounts, right? They don't want to invest their retirement in, in Wall Street. They don't want to invest their retirement in woke corporations. They don't want to risk their hard-earned savings in this casino that is the American economy right now. And so they're moving to gold-backed gold back IRAs. And that's exactly what Augusta does. Their philosophy is educational. They don't do hard sale tactics or pressure selling or doom casting or doom selling. They basically just give you the information that you need. And it's a ton of information. You will come out of that web conference uh, really understanding uh, gold and silver as commodities and how they act as hedges. Um, you will look at the at the track record and the folks over at Augusta Precious Metals, they've been helping thousands of people. They have A plus 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 ratings on every ratings agency. And uh, they can help you. Please text JOY to 68592. That's JOY to 68592 for your free gold guide that will get you started. And then you can move on to the one on one web conference and uh, learn how to invest for retirement with gold and silver backed IRAs. All right, Owen, final segment of the Shannon Joy show. And I think really the the takeaway from last night, I, you know, my, my hope is that this audience will look at the debate process the next 18 months <clears throat> through fresh eyes. And along with me, always look for what are the anomalies? What are the disruptors? What is, what is happening within this process that is against the grain, that goes against the plan? Because we can never really know what the plan is, right? They don't divulge their, their secrets and what, what they plan to do and what the agenda is. We, we have to kind of glean that based on what we see and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, what we're hearing. But I would encourage people to look at this process with those fresh eyes and understand if there is, if there's one takeaway, it is all fake and scripted. They have begun with the end in mind. They already know what the outcome is. They are now trying to walk us, we the people, the American populace, through the process of installing their next chosen president. And the question is, can, can, can we disrupt that? I think we can. I think independent media is going to be key to that. It could very well be that way. I think that this is a very unique election cycle. You've got people like RFK Jr., who I think really adds an element that I wasn't expecting to this campaign and that I love. It's super refreshing um, to see somebody like that. And you hear him speak. And yes, he has his voice issue, but that doesn't deter him. And he's going throughout that. And he gives some of the most impassioned speeches that I've yes. heard. I think he's the best speech giver, despite 
um, his his vocal impairment. He's actually a better speech giver. Like he's just he, he, the way he writes. You can tell it's him writing. It's freehand. He's a great debater. This is a guy that I'm really excited to see. I'm really excited to see actually what happens on the Democrat side. I cannot imagine, Shannon, I want to get your thoughts. We're talking so much about the Republican side. What do you see from the Democrat side uh, with RFK, with Kamala Harris, with Joe Biden? What is going on there? We're not hearing anything from from that. Yeah. The, the Democratic Party, they run a tight ship. You don't see the, the freak show that we see on the debate stage with Republicans. It's never been that way. They basically, you know, choose their candidates. It's usually one, two, three options. But I mean, they pre-select their candidate beforehand as well. The same type of process uh, uh, happens, I believe, in the Democratic Party, only, it, it you know, they don't have the, the right wing news media element where, where you know, they got they got to make their billions of dollars, right, right. off of. As, as conservatives, we see politics as a as a sport, right? And we put our you know we put our hat on and our teams slightly different than Democrat Party. Um, they they I think that that it's becoming clear that Biden's not going to make it um, into the, the next four years of a presidency. I just don't, so. don't think health is now. Will they prop him up and continue the weekend at Bernie's presidency? Yes, if they can get away with it. That's but the really question is what. Right. That what are, what are the Democratic voters going to tolerate? And so if it isn't Biden, then they will move in anyone but RFK Jr. So it doesn't matter. You could look at Gavin Newsom yes, out of California. Sure. You could look at Kamala Harris. I would think I think that they would love to see Michelle Obama come back on the stage and run as the first black female president of the United States of America. It checks all of the woke boxes. Female? And <laughs> I don't know. Don't go down that rabbit hole. I see I'm just people saying that all the time. I'm I just like, don't. Listen. I don't know if she checks the female box. That's all I'm saying. All right, well, yeah, I've seen that meme around there. I'm going to uh, stay completely away from that one. Completely away from that one. But remember, we're looking for disruptors. That is my mission, and that is, I think, should be the goal of independent media to get as close to truth as you could possibly get. I think that authenticity, RFK Jr. I would like to see him. I would like to see him alter his position on the pro-life issue. Me too. Uh, he disappointed a lot of people. I think he came out, there was an interview, and he acknowledged that he would consider going back to pre-Roe v. Wade, uh, where abortion was in, uh, was legal only, I believe, in the first you know trimester or beyond. I mean, there was a very late-term abortion was not legal. Yeah. And, yeah. and I saw Steve Dace, well, that would be, I mean, that would be similar in, in essence to Ron DeSantis's ban of abortions after six weeks in Florida. It, it's right. basically RK Jr. saying he's open to, he understands how barbaric late-term abortions are, how clearly it is the killing of a baby. I mean, his organization is Children's Health Defense. So- Doesn't make sense. I, That's what so I asked. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I, he's definitely being advised. His advisors are trying to push him through a democratic- primary. And they are telling him, this is where I'd like to see both candidates, DeSantis and RFK Jr., move away from their consultants. It's very clear that both of them are being heavily consulted. 
and they're playing in some aspects politics as usual. That's why RFK Jr. will not bring up the vaccine issue, but if he's asked about it, he will talk about it. Yeah. Same with Ron DeSantis. They're both being advised to stay away from the vaccine issue. And RFK Jr. particularly went and backtracked. So his consultants got a hold of him after he said he would be open to looking at allowing abortions only in the first trimester and before um, they can feel, I, I forget what the, the cutoff was. They got a hold of him. They right. wrangled him real fast. And they said, you have to make, you know, so he came out, made a statement, said, I am pro-choice. What does that mean? So I think that, that you know, and that would be an area that I would, I would question him on. That would be one area where we would have a discussion. That being said, that being said, we are right now in this country aborting full-grown humans yeah. with these toxic, deadly, sterilizing, biological weapon COVID shots, okay? We are, we are genociding Americans in hospitals and nursing homes yep. with these lockdown protocols. And the, the life movement had very little to say about that. Pro-life pa pastors had nothing to say nothing about Nothing to say. Pro-life politicians had nothing to say about that. And they'll hang their hat on this pro-life, pro-choice issue. They use it as a political football. They use it to eliminate any discourse about the topic, like, it, like you mentioned, talking for a couple hours. So I'm with you. I am not going to omit RFK Jr. from the discussion because he says he's pro-choice. I think we need to parse that out. And unfortunately, unfortunately. And you see, this is what I've said for for quite some time. Again, we're asking politicians at the national level to solve these huge problems that should be solved and addressed at the local and state level. And so abortion is another one of those issues where it's a really nuanced issue. And it needs, especially in the first week, second week, third week, fourth week, it's that, I mean, so that is something that requires a lot of discussion, uh, a lot of, I mean, do you want to put women in jail for having an abortion in the first, I, I don't know, I mean, these, but these are things that you have to have conversations about and rather than just, you know, write people off. So I think that that issue, he could get better on that issue. I, I really do. Well, he needs to rescind what he said and admit he was wrong. That's what he needs yeah. to do. That's the only way he gets better on that issue. And so unless he's confronted with somebody who's going to actually debate him, and it's very easy to debate the pro-choice argument because it's the murder of babies. It's not hard. I could do it any day. I do it all the time. Yeah. Somebody needs to do that. And it needs to be done fast. And then he can yeah. be he can correct what he said and apologize right. and say, You're right. Pro-choice is evil. And um I he's never gonna from yeah, I'm from children's. He's never defense. gonna say that. Well, because you also have to understand what we're dealing again. We're talking about a completely corrupted, completely manipulated political system. I know. Right? The solutions to the country are solved at the local level right. by the individuals. Okay. And so we we have we can't they there's not going to be a one perfect Jesus Christ candidate Figure. that's gonna come in. It's not gonna happen. Right. So we need to set them where they belong, which is yes. right over here as a very narrow part of the solution to the, the civilizational problems that we face in the United States of America today. And when you do that, it becomes less important. It becomes, you know, what, what I've said to my audience, if you care about saving babies, 
then start a crisis pregnancy center in your community. You will sa- you save go. a hell of a lot more babies doing that at the local level than you will voting for or what marching in Washington, D.C. Right. Or, or pontificating about the pro-life, pro-choice issue. Yeah. You got to get on the ground and get in the game or support organizations that support women yes. with unwanted pregnancies. Absolutely. Or, or help out in that in that in that venue. Yeah. Okay. The the exporting of our responsibility to political figures to have all of the answers about these things is why we're in this problem. It's gotta in, in stop. This first yeah. place, right? It's gotta stop. Right. So then in that case, you know, so, you know, we're going to walk through this process. I, you know, as we move forward, you guys are going to get, this is going to be the type of analysis that you analysis that you're going to get. It's going to be genuine. It's going to be real. We're not fake. I'm a real person. Um, I've already pledged to all of you that I'm not taking any money from any candidate or any candidate affiliated super PAC or organization. I'm going to maintain complete independence over the next 18 months. I won't accept lists or any bennies or any type of, uh, you know, handouts that they give to to commentators like myself to toe the line there. There's money being exchanged there. I am quite certain. And so we're going to try to give you the most honest, independent analysis of what's going on with that political process put into perspective in its proper place, which is one part of a much longer civilizational and much larger civilizational battle that you guys can be engaged in every single day. Taking control of your own life, preparing for the future, investing in areas that are outside of the system, like real estate, physical gold and silver, not buying Bud Light, canceling Disney, you know, there are, all, there are all kinds of ways. Downloading the the viral song from the fellow, uh, the Richmond down from Richmond or whatever the heck his name Oliver is. Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony. Everybody like download his song, send him a couple bucks. Support the Shannon Joy show. Go to theshannonjoy.com, theshannonjoy.com. Send us a couple bunk, a bucks a month to keep the show on the air. I have so many of you supporters. I'm so appreciative. You know, go after support independent media, these substacks, every substack, and I get some of my best information from substack, best medical doctors, best climate experts, best uh, uh, economists. Uh, It's awesome. You can pay $5 a month, $10 a month to to support these independent substackers. And I do support a bunch of them. I send them a little bit of money every single month. Because I really value independent media. And I think that that's going to, it's going to be independent media that is, that is going to push us, you know, through that, you know, to, you know, through that paradigm to a place now where, where it is truth. And it's not this fake ass razzle dazzle BS that we saw yesterday on Fox news that no real person with a soul or a brain could function in, right? right? It's a lose, 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 lose scenario in these venues. So, you know, that would be my, that that's my pledge to all of you as we move forward. And uh, I promise, you know, we're going to give you the real deal here. Might not be right all the time. Half the time, maybe, but I mean, I'm right a lot. I'm right a lot. It's not always about being right. I mean, I think being real is more important. You know, I always say yeah. that a liberated a liberated radio host, podcast host means a liberated audience. And that's really what we should be chasing because there's so much 
you know, mental slavery right now in our nation yes. to the way that it has been done for such a long time. And that, that, that way is fading. It's dying. And, yeah. you know, there needs to be something to jump in and replace it or our country is going to be lost forever. We're not going to have a country if yeah. the values never get practiced. How much yeah. do you value something to never put it into practice? You must mm-hmm. not value your values too much if they're never put this into is, practice. This is what's so disappointing about Tucker Carlson is that he is being cast now as the leader of the independent <laughs> commentators. And he's right back in the golden handcuffs. He leaves Fox News. He comes over to Twitter. And it's very evident right out of the gate that that he's playing ball with the guys in the big league. And and so, you know, this lame, lame interview with Trump, the softball questions, his covering for Andrew Tate, which was just bizarre, bizarre, his reporting on the aliens, bizarre. I think that he's being exposed here. But this shows the good news is that it shows an enlightened population of people. If there are more and more people very quickly figuring out what's going on with Ramaswamy, what's going on with Tucker Carlson, that Elon is up to something. And it's not, it's almost like Twitter was supposed to be like the new independent media. But they just showed the mask came off very quickly on on all of them. And we're still chugging along, right? We're still escaping the algorithms and and figuring out a way to grow as much as we possibly can in this hostile environment that is not set up for the independent, but is becoming more hospitable the more and more people wake up. Um, I think that it's making us better. We're figuring things out much quicker. We're beginning to understand what their playbook is, don't you think? I think so. I hate the X. I hate what they're doing. I hate that. Um, I'll never call it X. It's I will horrible. Never, oh, it's yeah. Twitter, Twitter, I will never call it X. <laughs> it's so bad. Never, ever, you know, ever, ever. X is a very common uh, occult symbol as well. I think that there's some tie-in. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's a very common occult symbol. And that's the other thing that I would caution. You know, there's so many ways that we've been duped into buying, like Shannon, you said about Bud Light, like supporting companies. We vote every single day. Yes, and we do. Every single day there's a primary, right? So it's it's whether yeah. you're going to put your dollars and your yeah. labor and your hard work towards things that are not yeah. good for our country and anti-freedom and pro-slavery or mm. whether you're going to, you know, actually do a hard thing and say, "You know what? I'm not going to buy this. I'm not going to support this." It's not an easy thing to do, especially if you have done it a long time if you like the the product, but yeah. you sacrifice for what's good and right and true, it, it actually makes you feel better. And it's what we I, should be doing as Americans. That's the American spirit right there. Yeah. I dumped Target about three months ago when they went berserker with the, the Pride Month and all of you know the binders and the transgender stuff. I'm like, They're paying you know now. I'll tell you, I dumped them. I, I, I faltered once. I was in a bind. I was in a bind. I know I went. And I went, but then I returned the thing that I got. It was my fourth place. I was looking, I was looking for a cool, this is how I got sucked back in. I was looking for a cooler for my husband for uh-huh. Father's Day or something. I think it was Father's Day. And I wanted to get him a specific cooler. So I went to Dick's. They didn't have it. I went yeah. to Old Depot. They didn't have it. I went to Walmart. They didn't have it. And I was like running out of time. So I'm like, crap. 
I have to go to Target. I like it was like last minute kind of thing. So I went to Target. <laughs> I got him a dumb puller. He didn't even like it. It wasn't the brand that he wanted it, right? Yeah. So then I had to return it. So I had to go back to Target, and then Ugh. I had a I had like a credit, so I bought some clothes. <laughs> but that's it. But that's it. I'm I'm done. I haven't been there since. I mean, I really have cut back completely. I'd say basically a hundred percent. And it is. It's impacting them, and it should. And I'm glad because what you know today it is the 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 emergence of this kind of corporate government alliance where it's really hard to know where the government stops and the corporation begins and the corporation stops and the government begins, right? Whether it's the big box, you know, the nasty unibrow, whatever. They're um, all connected. It's so they're gross. all connected. So so you know what? I don't need as much stuff. I'm going to save more. I'm going to be responsible. We're out of debt. You know, there are all these little things that you can do that throw glitches in the matrix, wrenches in the wheels or in the gears, right? And we have a huge opportunity this fall when masks come back and forced jabs come back. Now's our opportunity. Yep. Take it it off, go out without one. And yeah, that's that's the way that you really throw a wrench in because people are going to see that and they're going to go, all over again? Do we really want to do this all over again? I think we should just take I'm it off. fascinated by this. What are the American people going to do? Are we going to allow ourselves? I, this is like, this is so fascinating to watch. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's nerve wracking to me. I have, a, I have a hunch it's going to be more difficult to lock us down than it was the first time. And I know for a fact, there are going to be way more people refusing to comply. I know that for a fact. Yes. Will there be enough? That's the question. And that's the battle. That's the nature of the battle that we're in right now, the war, right? We're right in the middle of it. And you guys can play an active role. Remember, we achieved liberty in the United States of America at the founding of our nation after the Revolutionary War. And we did it without elections, without presidents, without a Congress, without a Senate, without bills, right? There was the physical battle, the Revolutionary War, but there was also 10 years, a full decade of organization of the citizens, right? And resistance to the British crown that happened before that. And so we, we're we in a whole new ball game, a whole new arena. We're dealing with fifth generation warfare, which is not guns or missiles or bombs or sovereign nations bombing each other. Uh, this is an information war, a psychological war, spiritual, and the weapons, spiritual war. And the weapons are, are bioterrorism. It's, it's biological weaponry as opposed to t- traditional ways of killing mass numbers of people. So that's just where we are. And the faster we acknowledge it, the the faster we can mobilize a fight a fighting chance against it. And I think we yeah. are. And really, the resistance is saying no. That's it. Saying no, doing things differently. And if enough people do it, and we can do this uniquely in the United States of America, this this country, the the twenty five percent is the largest population that refused the vaccines in in first world countries across the globe, and we were the most heavily propagandized. Of, of any country. And 25% of us said, oh, hell no to the COVID vaccines. That's extraordinary. That right there is American exceptionalism. That right there is the thread of resistance, the thread of common sense and sanity, the willingness to give up a job, friendships, livelihood, um, you know. Reputation. So- 
reputation, so many privileges, and and twenty five percent of us did it. That's not that's as much as I. That's not as much as I would want. Oh, but, I think uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing for the people who you know are now pure bloods and think about how incredible it is to be a pure blood and to have been spared. That's a blessing. Everybody that has not gotten the vaccine, count yourself very blessed. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well, and then the millions, the millions upon millions who only got the first jab and who will likely never get another one. This is that, that is the remnant. That's right. the corner. This, this is the quarter cornerstone movement that, that will be built upon over the next, uh, you know, few decades. All right. Everything yeah. is changing. Everything is changing. And the people on the stage last night, they did not know what time it was, save one, Ron DeSantis. And most of the people squawking at you from the boxes and Fox News and even in so-called independent media still do not know what time it is. And so, you know, this is what propels us forward and keeps us going. So, Owen, thank you so much. Yeah. And by the way, you know, being independent as we conclude the Shannon Joy show tonight, thank you so much for producing and for your your feedback and your commentary, Owen, for a, a young 20-something, you have wisdom beyond your years. And it's really, really fun to get your perspectives on these things. I appreciate them. Absolutely. Um, but one of the reasons, one of the amazing things about being independent is that I get to choose the advertisers that I work with. I, you know, and I make sure that there isn't anything that I'm going to promote here that I wouldn't use myself. And so, as you guys know, I've been investing in gold and silver for quite some time. I'm going to be investing in the in the IRA as well. I'm also a customer of the wellness company. They're sponsors of the show, but I shop their products. I've used their medical services. I've mm-hmm. used them a few different times. And I have met and spoken to so many people involved with that company. They are the salt of the earth. Great people. As you know, Dr. Peter McCullough is chief scientific officer over at the wellness company. I've met people in marketing. Um, This website is amazing and it is providing so many uh, benefits and services to so many people who really need good health care and they need to trust they're medical doctors. They do not want to go to the hospital. They do not trust their primary care physicians. And uh, the wellness company provides second opinions. You can wow. a consultation with a, a nurse practitioner, a medical doctor. You can um, join the membership where you get uh, nutraceuticals and supplements and also uh, unlimited number of visits to with, with a medical doctor every month. And they can help you with all of the regular kind of things that that the ailments that you have when you just want to stay out of the healthcare system. And they're providing that service. It is uh, relatively affordable. And we just love the work that they do over there. The Freedom from Pharma program is great. Their emergency medical kit has ivermectin. So you're never without life-saving um, prescription drugs when you need them and when your family needs them. That's a great product that is selling like hotcakes over there at the wellness company. And also, of course, their uh, spike support, which I use every day. And also um, spike for kids is coming out as well. Ooh. It's chewable. Yep. As your kids go back to school and all the germs are spread around, you want their immune systems to be functioning at maximum capacity. And uh, the spike for kids is great. Tomorrow, um, I'm having Dr. Hadar on. She is the uh, new functional health director 
over at the wellness company. She is amazing. You guys are not going to want to miss that interview. We're going to be talking about toxic vaccines, childhood vaccine schedule, environmental uh, poisoning and toxins. And she is just amazing. Uh, an absolutely amazing person, wealth of information. And so make sure you tune in tomorrow to the Shannon Joy show to see that as well. But go to getwellwithshannonjoy.com. That is the website. They need to know that I'm sending you guys there. And they know when you go to getwellwithshannonjoy.com to get um, all of your healthcare needs met by this amazing, amazing company. So thank you. Thank you to the folks over at the wellness company and also Augusta Precious Metals. Go to augustapreciousmetals.com. Okay, Owen, I think that we have wrapped it up. Summitfortruth.com. Don't forget, summitfortruth.com. Get your tickets. Anything else that we should remind people of before? No, we go? I'm going to be excited. Me and my wife are attending the Summit for Truth. We cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, yes. And make sure you go to AFHA, AFHA, AFHA.health right now to get your tickets. If you're in the Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, Southern Tier, Finger Lakes region, I'm going to be speaking tomorrow night at uh, their meeting, and we're going to be announcing two new speakers for the Summit for Truth. You guys, it's going to knock your socks off. So I'm super excited about that. And we'll make that we'll make that announcement tomorrow. So that concludes the Shannon Joy Show. Thank you guys so much for being with us today. And keep it tuned here because we'll do it all again on the Shannon Joy Show tomorrow. Hey everyone, Shannon Joy for Connecta Mobile. So when I started my show 10 years ago, I would talk to my friends about privacy and the Fourth Amendment, and they would look at me like I had three heads. Now, fast forward to 2024, post-COVID, and everyone is talking about privacy. We are freaked out by AI, grossed out by government surveillance, and very aware that data is the new gold. Combine that with the new reality that your whole life and all of your data is on your phone and in the palm of your hands, making you a sitting duck for common hackers, corporate hustlers, or government spies. Are you going to let them get away with that? Well, I'm not. And that's why I use my Connecta mobile phone as the official business phone for Joy Media. That's because Connecta is the only phone company that specializes in security and privacy above all else. Call Connecta Mobile today and talk to a real person who lives in the United States about securing your devices and communications for as little as $35 a month. Their basic plan includes device encryption, encrypted text, and data, also a free phone. That's just the beginning. Call 941-246-2156 to talk to a representative. That's 941-246-2156. Or go to phone123.com slash joy today. That's phone123.com slash joy. Get securely connected today only with Connecta.